everyone. Welcome to the Human Behavior Show. I'm super stoked to be doing this on Calling App. Now we're live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is, and I am super excited for this one. This is going to be um, off all the releases I've done and everything I've learned from them. And I'm going to be live. Hard as always over on Clubhouse. I want to always hear from her. So we're going to have today um, to kind of discuss everything we've discussed. We've learned a lot about relationships over the last year. In the pandemic, there was a lot that happened. A lot of people are talking about social relationships and how important they are for us. So um, because of that, um, it's been a central topic. And why I think relationships are important is I think relationships display a lot of our behavior, our human behavior. What we do in a relationship is important based on our habits, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of our traits can be demonstrated in relationships. Like it's super interesting from a psychological point of view to learn about relationships and, you know, navigate relationships and what different relationships mean. So, um, just to come in, ask questions, um, and contribute as always, because I love hearing from 700,000 members, which is an amazing achievement. Um, and I would love to keep growing it and getting more and more. So super, super interested in this topic. Um, bit of background. I am a co-founder of a, of a relationship wellness app founded in the pandemic. We've been focusing on relationship wellness. Um, we've been looking at makes people interested or compatible in each other. What are the factors can help them focus and get into a healthy relationship and how to maintain that as well? As we know, the big five traits are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So they make up a lot your personality trait is. And we're trying to work out how we can make people more compatible and put them together. So um, that's something I've been up to learning a lot of our relationships in, in the last year. And there's a lot of takeaways. We've had a lot of psychologists that have come in and given talks and that I've been able to learn from. So I'm looking to impart this knowledge on the audience and everyone who's listening in today, just waiting for Sahar to join. So as soon as she joins, we'll be kicking off. Um, a bit more about me is that I am a medical doctor and I believe relationships are key for your health and mental health. Seeing relationships being so key to our health, that's why I decided to learn more about this. And I feel like your relationship dictate you can be happier. So it's a very super important topic uh, to be to be discussing. Um, and yeah, just waiting for Sahar um, to join. So as she joins, um, let's see. Okay, perfect. So in this episode, you'll hear a lot from us. You'll hear a lot about the summaries that we've had from our rooms and what we hope to kind of bring next in this space. So yeah, don't be shy. Do kind of call. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love if you kind of tweet the room, share it with your friends, urge people to listen and follow us on Spotify as well as um, um, Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, I've been through a lot of episodes, come at you fast with 30 minute valuable content. 
Um, we go through things like love language, attachment styles. We'll get on a few relationship coaches and we'll do sequels to this and talk about why you may be struggling in a relationship, what might be going well, how to navigate it, and just generally um, have, a, have a discussion around it. So that should be a lot of fun to come. Um, so stay tuned for our upcoming episodes as well. Um, and do check out my app, Amelie. Um, it's available on the App Store, A-M-E-L-I. We're looking for investment right now. We're looking to grow it and really kind of bring relationship wellness to um, the masses. We really think that you should think about relationship, physical fitness, working on your relationship and how you can make that better. So Sahar is here. I'm going to invite her up and we'll get started. Hey, Sahar. Welcome. First time on calling. Um, nice to have you here. I was doing a bit of a discussion and a bit of a intro to relationships and you being a brilliant co-host with me over on Clubhouse. Wow, another new app. <laughs> so you know how to track these apps down, don't you? I knew you. I... <laughs> you kill me. I... You know what? So what happened was I was listening in the on web on the online okay. rather than I, I was trying to skip downloading the app. Turns out you can't actually participate without okay. downloading the app. You I can knew only you were listen. Yeah, so that's why I wasn't showing up. But I'm here now. Hurrah! And I you think made it. You made it. Another app, thanks to Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, you're probably like deja vu, Clubhouse, Wisdom. Like, so oh my god, yeah. Oh, but guys, calling is absolutely brilliant, and it's kind of like Clubhouse where you're live, but you also record it. So this podcast will be kind of on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the end. So Sahar, if you see the timer at the bottom, it's it's, it's running, and we'll be doing this 30 minute episode. <laughs> we have about. Um, okay. But I did a bit of an intro. I don't see the timer. Is yeah. there a timer here? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it times it. So, guys, this is Sahar. Um, as I introduced her, um, she's absolutely fantastic. One of the the best voices to listen to on Clubhouse. I'll give you that title. <laughs> the most, uh, you know, easy voices to listen to on Clubhouse. Aww. So, Sahar, why don't you do a bit of an intro and then. I told the audience that we'll be talking about kind of what we've learned from the relationships when we've done for about 20 minutes. Yeah, sure. Um, I never know what to say in my intros. I co-host um, many rooms with Soheb or I have done in the past uh, in the Human Behavior Club. So it's it's always great to be on stage with Soheb and of course for Amelie as well, which is a great app for matchmaking. Um and yeah, do we want to talk a little about the learning? Yeah, exactly. So I was going to say, yeah. so we've done so many rooms. <laughs> we've learned a lot about yeah, people's so opinions. Yeah, so much. <laughs> it's uh, people's opinions. It's not just that. I feel like you learn a lot about yourself Yeah. and what's out there and how people think. It's almost like market research. So yeah, I have learned a lot for sure in it's, those rooms. It's funny because often people ask questions that are, you know, happening to them. <laughs> so they just want to know the answer by some of the psychologists we've had. Yeah, everyone uh, just wants a mag magic answer and solution to everything. <laughs> but yeah. it's not always that simple. One size doesn't fit all, so. I know you said you had a bit of a, you think every psychologist has a different take. Or they're not absolutely oh, right yes, always. Oh, yes, right? yes, yes. Tell yes, me about 100%. that. 100%. So I actually believe that 
people should be very careful and selective about who they choose as a therapist, psychologist, because I feel like even they, at the end of the day, they're human, can have their biases. And I know that in, you know, in the professional practice, they are supposed to not have um, a view or an agenda or anything. They have to kind of be neutral listeners. Um, but I've had example of friends going to therapists, sharing whatever issue they were having, and they actually left feeling worse <laughs> because the therapist was really harsh or had a certain worldview that was completely out of sync with my friend's values, for example. So I think that's really important. Like you have to have shared values, mindset, worldviews. Um, I feel like, for example, some of the guest speakers we've had, some of them I found very harsh mm. and, and, and like, you know, that kind of savage approach to everything. Uh, maybe it works for some. Personally, I think that, that the savagery is, is part of the problem, but that's just my view. <laughs> yeah, there's no one size fits all, right? No. I think psychology is such a social science as well. That yeah, it's hard but that's to, why yeah. it is. It's hard. But at the end of the day, it's being conducted by humans who, yep. you know, they're not going to be perfect. You know, I love numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you love numbers because you don't trust humans. I don't trust humans. <laughs> <I need> to... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because guys, I just met Sahara recently um, at a restaurant. She's with Kavali um, in Birmingham and um, she was quoting yeah. how much I love numbers. So <laughs> yeah. I try and quote data for everything, don't I? Yeah, I guess it's more factual than anything else. That's why. But it's interesting because we've had uh, Dr. Salia Fridi, we've had Noah Mustafa, we've had Dr. Lita. She's your friend as well. We've had her, haven't we? Yeah, Lolita. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've had like three or four others. Like we've had a lot now: <laughs> relationship coaches, psychologists. We had Nabil. We've had so many different ones, and um, yeah, the frameworks. I mean. I think Hannah and I, we've done love languages to death now, <laughs> attachment styles. <laughs> it's the thing I, I know the most right now. Um, and I would say what I've learned from these rooms is that, A, I think people are most interested in this topic. Like out of all the topics in human behavior that I would think people would want to come into rooms for, relationships by is in large the, the, the most um, well-attended rooms. People are obsessed with like either just, you know, Sahara and I say it's like talk therapy. <laughs> like people just want to talk about their relationship, have someone listen and tell them, okay, you know, this is what you should do and give advice. And people love giving advice um, when it comes to relationships. So uh, I think I've learned that there's, there's no one way of doing things and everyone has different preferences. Um, and it's hard to just you know, have a framework to find your match. There's definitely things you can learn about, like red flags. We did one of red flags and we'll go into that and have a think about things like attachment styles as well as personality traits. But really, when you catch feelings, Sahara, you catch feelings, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think it's all down to emotions. Yes, you say it's emotions. Yeah. But I found interesting, like what room did you find most interesting? Because for me, it was the red flag one because a lot of people came up and they were like, if this happens, a red flag, you know, for example, if, mm. um, you know, he, he's, for example, it's more like red flags in men than women. <laughs> I think that was the, 
Do you think did, was that the conclusion that there's more in men than women? I, I think that was, or, or or the stage was more women than men. I think probably. That was the yeah, only I think that's a bit. Yeah, I think there's definitely red flags in some in women as well, for sure. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there were so many red flags, and um, I think a lot of it about people being serious versus just like you know having a good time, and the other person doesn't know, and also people. I mean, there's one about, I think we talked about meeting multiple people at once and how that goes down and perceptions on that. And then a lot on social media and an interaction on social media if you're in a relationship. Um, and then like online versus offline. Um, how do you trust someone? How long does it take to get to know someone? A lot of different topics. Um, I don't know, what, what did you find most interesting? Mm, I think did, we had one on the five love languages. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that was the most interesting for me. Which one's yours out of interest? Mine. You know, they say for some people, it's all of them. Oh, five. I think I'm one of those people. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> no, oh, I think yes. for me, actually, it's um probably acts of service and gifts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Acts of service and gifts, because mine's yeah, think so. words of affirmation for sure, and that's why I think oh, Clubhouse works okay. well. <laughs> yeah, I just get love on Clubhouse. <laughs> but I, but I feel like we're, we we must be all five. Everyone yeah, is so. all five. Maybe one more than the others, but mm. I feel like we're all five. Yeah, because who doesn't like getting gifts, right? Exactly, <laughs> like, and and acts of service and words of yeah. Like, who doesn't need that? Yeah. Okay. If someone gets me a tennis racket tomorrow, of course I'm gonna like it. I won't be like, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't fulfill my gift, <laughs> my, my love language. Yeah. I, I mean, to come to it, would I rather have someone say, "Oh, you're looking nice today," or get me a tennis racket? Probably get me a tennis racket. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. So I'm thinking. Actually, maybe I need to reevaluate these love languages because maybe it's all five, right? <laughs> Depends how you use each one. If the act of service is, I brought you like you know water, right? Is that yeah. really an act of service compared but to that you is, Yeah, it's sweet though when someone like pours you water. Like if yeah, you're if you go on a date, for example, and that person is attentive like that, that is sweet. Yeah, value to detail. I'll actually go into a story there. Yeah, I think Saliha shared with us as well. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Sahar poured us all Persian tea. Me and my friends went to her restaurant. Oh, so she, yeah. <laughs> so she's See? super friendly to all Act of Active service. <laughs> if anyone's listening and has, you know, enjoyed Sahar's voice over the last year. <laughs> Sahar, I'm not pitching you, don't worry. Not, not in Emily room. But um, um, what I was saying was that, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, you can't become too scientific with these and even attachment styles. I mean, Hanan was, was pretty big on those. And I think he said in one of the videos, he realized that he was more of a, you know, I think he felt like he wasn't securely attached. Don't quote me on this, but I felt like he did say that he changed it somehow. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting, there's avoidant attached people who avoid attachment and there's anxiously attached people as well. Yeah. Um, but most of us, I think, are secure. I think I think that was the research. Mm. Yeah, that was very interesting too. And then with that, with Salia, she actually said that when she I think, met someone, what she focused on was that the person was very observant and they, they, they figured out that she liked this one type of biscuit. And the next time they met, he got that type of biscuit. And she found that super kind of alluring and found it that 
okay, he pays attention to it. I think that's what women want. Would you agree? Women want people who take note of these small details. Mm, yeah, 100%. Whereas I think I men think can most, be this. Yeah, I think I guess it depends on the uh, on the woman and her priorities. Or the man. I think men need a lot of TLC and attention as well yeah. in that respect. So. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of like... I don't spend too much time on TikTok, but if anyone does, there's a lot of these videos of guys saying guys want respect from a woman. How how does a man demand respect? Like, what what are they doing to be you know respected? Um, but I think women would also demand respect. I think everyone demands respect, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, there's always this debate about about like seek respect not attention it lasts longer <laughs> <laughs> or like do you want to be loved or respected men want to be respected mm-hmm. over being loved but i wonder and i mean apparently there was research that, sh- that said that most men said they'd want to be respected rather than loved whereas i wonder whether women are the same or whether we actually want to be loved not res- like over respect. Yeah, I think affection mm. and love, yeah, yeah, is strong, right? They want that emotional. Can you say women always want more of an emotional attachment? And mm. if you look at the data on cheating, for example, men physically cheat more, but women are more emotionally cheating, and that's some of the the, the research says. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know how I got it's into that research. Wet- <laughs> I, <think laughs> I, the men. I just went down oh, this rabbit God. hole. <laughs> but you know some of this research i've heard yeah is i mean which year was this research do you know which year it was? i would not even remember There's so many papers on this but you're right like what sometimes they're it? out of decade like <laughs> and i don't know if they're accurate anymore there's <laughs> actually a study i read based on iran what was that one was which one i'll send it to you it was really interesting it was actually oh. all about relationships and it was like the 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 study oh my group God, was from Iran. Relationships in Iran is crazy. I think things have just moved too fast. <laughs> Literally. But Iran has an app um, for yes. what well, they launched an app, the government. Yeah. How is it? Is I haven't good? checked it out. I, when, I, when I join, I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I, did, I did read about it when it was first launching. I think this was a, two years ago, yeah. a year ago. Um, I don't know how successful it is, but. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, if if it's well regulated, then it maybe could. could yeah, I think that's that's people. a problem. People are scared with privacy, data security yeah. when you're online. And Iran, especially, you don't know. Mm. Like the, the the weird thing, what I figured out recently was, you know, I'm super into artificial intelligence, right? Yeah. There's, I think, I think it's like if Facebook's listening, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not having a dig at Facebook, but Facebook launched a dating feature recently. Mm. And they have Facebook dating. And I think some of the profiles on there are just like AI fake profiles. Fake, really? And that's crazy. It's just, it was, I actually started getting, so I'm not on Facebook dating, but I'll give an example of, of something I got recently. So I was having this kind of like, um, this kind of fake girl profile, like I think it was East Asian into the ethnic group, like fake pictures and everything, like Twitter DMing me, Insta DMing me, found me on Facebook, found me on, um, whatsapp and it's completely fake and kind of did creep me out and made me think you know as tech advances i love tech advancements but it gets kind of weird yeah that is weird but i'm not surprised they do these tactics and it's funny because i have a friend who she used a complete fake um she has a startup 
and she used a fake um, employee to DM people on LinkedIn, and <laughs> a lot of people replied. And then some even started hitting on that employee as well. Really? It's complete AI generated uh, uh, bot. No way. Yeah, so that was astonishing. But um, yeah, so Sahara and I have done a lot of different rooms um, on so many different topics with psychologists. And um, you're right. I think what I find interesting, the red flags one was interesting. Obviously, the science one's interesting, but they can be debatable as well. And a lot of people come on about trauma, right? How many times have you heard about people talking through their trauma and, and they love those rooms? Yeah. I mean, they call it, what, trauma dumping or something? Yeah, yeah, trauma dumping, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, then, if people yeah. find a, an outlet for their... I mean, what, I mean, I don't usually mind, but I think professionally, psychologists and therapists usually just cut them out, don't they? Yeah, because, you, you know, because if you get, like you said, wrong advice, then that can be more like, lethal than Damaging, helpful. Damaging, true. Yeah. Mm. And another one, narcissism. So popular these days. Oh my goodness! Do not stop me. <laughs> this is this is like the self love brigade. <laughs> you see it everywhere on Instagram. Yeah. Love yourself first. Live for yourself. Do this for yourself. <laughs> oh, I was having this debate with someone yesterday, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I I, I don't agree with it. I know everyone's talking about loving yourself, self love, <laughs> this and that. You can't love others until you love yourself. Actually, no, you need to first love others and yeah. then love yourself through them. Because then That's, it becomes too self centered. <laughs> yeah, I find it so self centered and not so narcissistic. Like, why? Why do you have to love yourself so much? Obviously, don't hate yourself, but yeah. what's this self obsession about? And so, yeah. Yeah. Big topic this one for me. Can we do a room on it, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> no one has no one has patience anymore. They're like, okay, <laughs> let's drop Why? things. Yeah, no one has patience. Everyone wants to drop things in- instantly now. Everybody wants to drop things as soon as something's not going completely their way. And you know, social media doesn't help because all yeah. this nonsense, this messaging, mm-hmm. this toxic stuff is constantly in our faces and unless we're mindful of it we can just get brainwashed yeah you can just keep seeing it over and over again and what i realized this is this is a tactic so on instagram family i was posting and i realized that people love those type of seven things to this five things out of you know they love those lists of things and eventually it becomes mainstream right um and yeah, social media psychology is interesting because everyone's comparing themselves to others and couples. What, what are your thoughts on, on Insta couples? Insta couples are cute. Yeah. I think yeah. I think cute. people like them. Yeah. And it's interesting they're very popular. They're more popular than singles. I think. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I was thinking if I was to, to post with someone right now, my engagement would go way up because <laughs> I think, um, yeah, yeah people like, people like yeah. to know you become people. more friendly. I think, I think someone who looks like family oriented to definitely yeah. people. Um, and I think I was discussing with my friend the other day on the drive back from your restaurant and heads actually. And he was saying how David Beckham is so, you know, he's like a family figure and he's kept his marriage strong. Mm-hmm. And that's why people do kind of also gravitate towards him apart from everything else he's done. Everything else is what? Apart from everything else he's achieved, his family image really helps him kind of um, market himself and people gravitate towards him as, you know, like a family man. Mm. 
that was uh, his opinion that David Beckham has that. Yeah, but, I agree. But That's definitely the case. The research. So what I looked into research was, so some people are like, oh, don't push your relationship online. Uh, it gets ruined. Um, you know, people get envious and all of that. But also it showed that people who are posting online, it actually somehow tricks your brain into thinking that you like them even more because you you keep showing. So it's kind of also an indicator of you being proud of your relationship. So the, the, you're like, with the research, Anything you look at, it can be negative and positives, right? That's the way it's presented. Mm. So no hard and fast rules uh, for that. Um, but yeah, social media is a big part of relationships these days. The number of people who've got uh, hitched on places like Instagram, <laughs> even Clubhouse, right? Yeah, that's true. Because people have found Clubhouse audio more authentic than, um, you know, you get to hear someone speak and, and you get to know them. Um, whereas Instagram can just be images, but also then people find it an easy way to connect, right, mm. all the time. Um, but do you remember any of our other rooms, anything else that springs to mind that you found interesting about all these talks we've done um, that you want to share? Um, no, I think it's all been really good. I think we should definitely do one on the self-love brigade, though. Yeah, because we had with Jacqueline <laughs> the last episode before this one. Episode five, Jacqueline was talking about how, you know, toxic positivity is a thing now as well and that's just not natural the what toxic positivity yeah toxic but they're trying to be positive mm. all the time is not natural yeah 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 that's true right yeah. you can't expect that what were you think think what was your thinking on kind of some of the rooms we had expectations from a spouse expectations. um yeah do you think that's evolved in the modern era traditional expectations i think still, it so? has yeah yeah i think it has it depends um I think the role of women has changed a lot. Yeah, especially we're when they're way, working more. Yeah. yeah, we're way more empowered now. So I, I feel like we don't have that much expectations as much as in the past of a man. So I want to ask you, okay, it's going to be a personal question. So what are you <laughs> assessing? If, you, if, you, if you're considering someone, mm -hmm. right, what are yeah. some of the things that, you know, you're assessing for you think would be like a, a you know, a deal breaker or something that would be okay. Yeah. That's something you want, you know, is, is attractive or something that, you know, makes you more confident in going for it. For me, it's yep. literally four C's. Okay. Character, chemistry, connection, compatibility. Oh, nice. We need to use that Just Emily. I'm, I'm still yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> literally my four C's. Everything else does like, I don't, I don't care for, I don't, I don't care about the guy's money, status. Well, like literally I don't care. Reason being, I have known a lot of, you know, very wealthy guys, very successful, yeah. very this and that. And, and then I've realized like if I've sensed that their character is kind of not right, it would yeah. completely put me off. And now I think that that's more important to me. Character is more important to me than, than anything. anything else because okay. I just think like literally it's the hardest thing. Like, you know, money you can make, status yep. you can, you can achieve. achieve that yourself. Character in someone you cannot build. You know, if someone is yeah. not right in the head or, or just <laughs> not, <laughs> not on your wavelength or your values, that's not something that you can, you know, change overnight or achieve for them. So... And what That's, about the fifth C, charisma? 
Yeah, charisma. I would say charisma kind of goes into connection and compatibility and chemistry as well. Yeah, it's a mix um, of all. Because it's a mix. But yeah, that's that's important. Those are the most important for me. I like that framework. We saw how you need to publish a book soon. The yeah. Four C's. That's your, that's your next <laughs> venture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm looking. I need the I wish it could be four cues. I could then link it to Cavalli, but it's Cavalli. Yeah. <laughs> I know like, <laughs> that would be brilliant. Uh, I need. I need to kind of like we need a post on that. Actually, the four C's. That's my next post. I've decided. Mm. <laughs> the, uh, Yay! Let's do it. First thing, but um, yeah. So I think yeah. I think overall, I mean, we're going to be doing more discussions on this, and um, I think in the last year, um. I know I know I knew nothing about relationships or I knew very little um before doing my startup and um first yeah I think at the start like hearing from psychologists I was just wild like this is a science like I was confused right yeah. I'll be honest I did not expect it to be this much research on relationships and as I got deeper into it then I started you know taking my own stance realizing okay you can take some things don't take everything um I realized the importance of therapy right People can mm-hmm. fix their own issues before thinking of other people. Like if you have clear habits or issues that, you know, make you hard to get on with, then definitely need to work on that first. Yeah. And then and then you can think about, okay, um, someone else. And I think in this generation we do uh, there's, a, there's another problem as well though, like trauma dumping, like you said. I saw a post the other day. A lot of people were like, okay, it's become trendy to just blame your parents who came from a generation where, you know, things were so different. And also, you know, they may have been immigrants or whatever. And people are now like blaming like, oh, a lot of your attachment styles or your problem in your relationships is is due to your parents bringing you up in a certain way. And, and you know, science shows that or whatever. And I think that's completely unfair as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. But it's become popular. <laughs> Mm. so as we kind of round off the podcast we've got a few more minutes remaining so Sahar like okay. yeah so um, what what are things that you'd be interested in discussing next what do you, what do you think people ask about the most um, about relationships um, when we're discussing them what are some of the questions you'd want answered or you'd want to explore further um, I think people probably just want to know how to meet the right person yeah. today, what to do, what not to do. I think people are just trying to find ways to build connection or find the right person. So, everyone has a checklist as well. Do you think location uh-huh. makes a difference? Do you think long distance is a problem these days? Hmm, depends on the people. I think for some people it's fine and it's easy. I think some people just cannot do it. And what about culture? You think different cultures makes a difference? Again, depends. Some people can do the whole intercultural, multicultural um, relationships and marriages, whereas I think some people probably would struggle. I'm putting you on the spot. What about age? Age is just a number. Yeah, so that's a good response. Quick fire (laughs) questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking you. Do you think um, someone's past should be thought of when considering hmm. someone? Again, it depends. I think that if they have evolved, it depends what their past is. If okay. it's bad and they've evolved, then no, I don't think it should be considered. If it was bad and it's still bad, <laughs> then, <laughs> then. <laughs> then maybe, yes. 
<laughs> so here and now, but do consider it to an extent. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're in your 30s and you're doing certain things and, you know, you can say it's a bit of a habit. Yeah, and I also, unfortunately, like most guys particularly have crazy yeah. pasts, don't they? If yeah, you start <laughs> writing a lot of guys off, that's it. Like you've ridden the whole of you won't get the anyone. population, probably. <laughs> except Sohei and takes maybe time one of his friends. Yeah, people mature later as well. Yeah, um, exactly. But what, what are your thoughts on people who go through something traumatic, right? They divorce or anything else and then because of that, they have a period of when they go crazy. Should that should that be something that's overlooked or? Um, people that go through trauma, I think that they do need to, I guess, resolve their trauma somehow before getting yeah. into anything new. Unless they meet someone who's their healer, because I think sometimes healers are the people in our lives. They could be friends, family, partner. So I don't think that just because they've gone through trauma no one should be with them. I think that there's someone for everyone. Um, as long as they are open and mindful of whatever it is that they've gone through so that it can, you know, the wounds can be healed over yep. time with the right person. Actually, one of the psychologists, Dr. Kitam, who we had on as well, she said how people should deal with their own demons and then enter a relationship. And interesting, she did a talk actually on our childhood and how our childhood relates to kind of what we're looking for and the negative and positive traits in our parents and also things we felt growing up is actually some of the traits we display in our relationship and what we yearn for. And until that's kind of subconscious, our desire to have that and there's nothing we can do about that, but we can work around it. And I found that pretty interesting when she talked about it. Also, sorry, in our cultures, families can play a big role as well. Do you think families can be an obstacle? Is that something that can be navigated easily? Yeah. Families are a huge obstacle in my view. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I think that families, especially in this day and age, I've, I feel from what I hear and I've yep. seen, are becoming problematic. And um, they're not supporting. Uh, like from from what I've seen. Yeah. Like, for example, they have an agenda or they have someone lined up for their son or daughter. And then if it's not that person, no one else, they're not going to accept anyone else. I think it's just so wrong. Like, let your children <laughs> choose, you know, let your son, daughter, whoever, make a choice for themselves and support it. And, you know, you know, if they've like, if they love someone, it's, that's beautiful. Be happy yeah. for them and support it. I just feel like families can be very toxic. Iranian families have a very <laughs> bad reputation for this. Oh, do they? I think they do. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like everywhere, I think it can be. I think it's I think everywhere, it's but yeah. it's just, it's not right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think you what should be. solution is there? Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you genuinely, you know, I mean, to someone, yeah. there's reasons, right? And um, rather than being always, sabotaged. Yeah, sabotage. I feel like they sabotage, family <laughs> sabotage. And it just makes the relationship worse. Even time. my own, like, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be like, but even my, my own family, like the way sometimes they are with suitors or people, it's like yeah. they're ready to sabotage. <laughs> they're like not and good enough like, for Sahar. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why? It's not good. <laughs> they, mm. they, um, I mean, your family were lovely. I met but them. I'm mindful <laughs> of it. Yeah. 
But I'm mindful of it. Like I don't yeah. allow it to. Yeah, you, you, you. I think it's important for that person to take a stand for that mm-hmm. person as well. Can I think exactly from a behavior point of view. Um, anything that's unfamiliar, we are first. Like, especially you know, families, if they don't know the person, they're a bit like, first of all, like, oh, how can this happen, right? We want familiar. We want, we want things to be familiar to us, right? Mm-hmm. And Noel actually talked about it in a post today, the Brain Coach Instagram, which talks about how marketing uses what we're familiar with. We're more likely to accept and say yes to, and what we're not, we like have this fear response, and that's yeah. what we shy away. So I think that's what happens. But yeah, I think I think hopefully things change. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've learned a lot um, from these rooms. And it's been brilliant doing these with you, Sahar. And this is actually a fun, fun conversation. <laughs> you know, a conversational style conversation. And guys, this podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, just starting out as episode six, and hoping to do many of these kind of half an hour, 30, 35 minute episodes um, in the coming weeks as well. Um, so do follow along. Uh, normally, we're going to try and get some listeners in as well and calling in. Um, as the platform grows um, but yeah super excited about the launch of the human behavior show here and to have my brilliant lovely co-host sahar with me here today hey. sahar where can people follow you where can people follow you uh instagram please instagram <laughs> can, you, can you can you uh spell out your instagram yes sahar as a sade um my twitter handle is the same as well sahar as a sade perfect guys do follow sahar highly encourage it um someone who's super sweet and um, is going to be doing a lot of clubhouse with me again. <laughs> Yay. So uh, we'll be doing some interesting rooms and hopefully we'll do like another reflection on what we've learned in, in a few weeks. We'll do another podcast and release it. I think a lot of people will be interested in this one because it's more of a genuine Sahar and I just talking about what we've learned rather than, you know, super professionally like getting a bit boring. <laughs> you know, we're just like yeah. genuinely talking about what we feel and learn. I think sometimes that type of content comes across way better there's some things that's like a lecture, like a university lecture, which I do a lot yeah. of on Clubhouse, right? Uh, yeah. People like the nice natural mix emotions. is good. Yeah, I think a nice mix. People love the natural emotion. So, Sahar, thank you so much for coming on episode six. Thank you um, for having me, as always. Sorry. Yeah, I can't wait to have you back. Let as me well. know what Talal says, by the way. <laughs> I will. I will. Let you Please. I will let okay. you know. I will let you know. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe as well as Spotify. I would love if you subscribe there as well. And please download the Colin app. We'd love you to also follow the Human Behavior Show. We'll be next. We'll be back in the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.